0: theology is a contradiction in terms because woke has nothing to do with the study of or knowledge of God. Kirby Anderson has more insight now on Probe. You know, we frequently hear the term woke in current discussions. Campuses, corporations, and even some churches are described as being woke. What does the term mean, and how do these ideas influence society? Is there any connection to ESG mandates and stakeholder capitalism? And how should Christians respond to the influence of wokeness? You know, the term means that one is awake to the true nature of the world at a time when so many in society are asleep. In his book on Christianity and Wokeness, Owen Strand explains that wokeness Wokeness occurs when one embraces the system of thought called critical race theory. CRT teaches that all societal life is structured around racial power dynamics. According to this view, race is a social construct and not biologically based and merely exists in our imagination. This is one place where there might be some agreement between wokeness and the Bible. The Bible teaches that we are one race. Some translations, for example, for Acts 17.26 refer to all humans as one blood. Another verse would be Galatians 3:28 which says there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female for all are one in Christ Jesus. You know, I found that woke theology often surfaces in the non-Christian world as a substitute religion. Woke theology often surfaces in some churches that are legitimately concerned about injustice, want to be relevant to the cultural dialogue and thus adopt wokeness. These terms are sometimes misused, which is why Owen Strand also devotes a section on explaining what wokeness is not. Here are five statements of the 15 he discusses. Number one, wanting societal harmony across backgrounds does not make you woke. Number two, seeing massive failings in American and Western history, sustained patterns of racist thought, does not make you woke. Doing everything you can and know how to build bonds with people different from you in various ways does not make you woke. Praying for greater diversity in your church through saving of fellow sinners does not make you woke. And number five, wanting greater justice in the world does not make you woke. This week we're going to be looking at various aspects of woke theology. What is the ideology? How does it relate to critical race theory? What about corporations that have adopted a woke ideology? And most importantly, how can we as Christians respond to this current cultural trend? You've been listening to Probe with your host and president of Probe Ministries, Kirby Anderson. To get Kirby's free transcripts on Woke Theology, go to probe.org. That's probe.org. And join us next time as we proclaim the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, God's truth, here on Probe. You know, wokeness includes the ideas of critical race theory and anti-racism, but it is broader than just those ideas about race and racial justice. It also includes other social, legal, and even environmental concerns. These ideas were first developed and promoted on university campuses, but have made their way into government, corporations, and nearly every part of society. It is most visible through the actions of people who call themselves social justice warriors. Critics might include them as virtue-signaling liberals or merely called them the woke. Whatever name you give to these groups, they have been successful in influencing nearly every institution in America and much of the Western world. They use inflamed rhetoric and what one commentator calls ex-cathedra incantations of pseudo-values so absurd that only a few years ago it would have seemed like they must be kidding. That's a fancy way of saying that you can't believe people are completely serious when they're saying crazy things about race, gender, and science. Now, much of this began on university campuses across the nation. Professors promoted ideas about cultural transformation that influenced the young minds who became the future opinion-forming elite of today. Those ideas were reinforced because of the liberal media forming a feedback loop between the leftist academy and a liberal establishment media. This is an important principle to understand. In the past, we used to hear parents and others argue that the nutty ideas in the heads of college students would fade away as they had to earn a living and deal with the realities of the world of business. What happened was the fact that these college graduates found previous graduates in some of these corporations who were woke soulmates. The woke ideas on campus often became the foundational ideas in business and government, and the media continued to reinforce those crazy woke ideas. In her book, Awake Not Woke, Noel Mehring explains that many in this emerging generation do not believe they are defined as being in the image of God, but rather called to fight evil in society. They are merely one entity in a group identity rather than someone made in the image and likeness of God. They aren't praised or criticized for their actions and attitudes. Instead, they are elevated or condemned based on their group, their racial background or their gender. They are not only being indoctrinated by critical theory on race but also critical theory on sex and gender, and obedience to those ideas is achieved through thought and speech control. Tomorrow we'll look at the foundational issue of critical race theory and show how it is connected to woke theology. You know, one aspect of wokeness is critical race theory. Critical theory began in the University of Frankfurt's Institute for Social Research that came to be known as the Frankfurt School. The Frankfurt scholars fled to Columbia University's Teachers College in New York in 1934 to escape the Nazis. Critical theory traces all social injustice to inequalities and in power that are based on class, race, gender, or sexual orientation. Now, in classical Marxism, the focus was on class, with the assumption that the working class would rise rise up against the capitalist oppressors. By contrast, critical theory is a form of cultural Marxism that seeks a radical transformation of society by uprooting present social authorities. Cultural Marxism retains the basic Marxist assumptions, but advocated a long march through the institutions, to quote the leading thinker, Antonio Gramsci. You are either in power or you're out of power. If you're in power, you are automatically discredited. If you are underprivileged, you are immune from criticism. The underprivileged can make demands, but they need not make arguments since a whole system, including basic rationality, is rigged against them. This means that they can make claims of critical race theory, which are unfalsifiable. At its core, critical race theory is impractical. James Lindsay asks you to imagine that you own a small tailor shop where you must assist each customer individually. Two people enter your store, one is white and the other is black. If you choose to serve the black person first, it shows you're racist because you don't trust a black person in the store unsupervised. If however you choose the white person first, it shows your are racist because you value white people over black people. So, how should we respond to these claims? Well, first, the Bible teaches that truth exists and can be discerned. Racial bias may be a problem, but the real impediment to proper biblical interpretation is our sin. Proponents of woke agenda reject rational arguments and censor contrary ideas about race and society. Christians are to love God with their minds. We are to destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God because we are to take every thought captive to obey Christ. The second issue is grace. According to their view, members of an oppressive race will never really be forgiven because they will always be part of that race. By contrast, the Bible teaches that we are guilty because we are sinful, not because of our racial status. We cannot earn salvation by good works because salvation is a gift of grace, and we are redeemed through Jesus Christ. Corporations that have gone woke have been increasingly involved in politics. Here are just a few examples from the last year or so. When the Georgia legislature debated and then passed voter integrity laws, the CEOs of several corporations took to the media to express their displeasure. For example, the CEO of Coca-Cola complained that the voting law was oppressive and then brought attention to the fact that their company was doing business in China with oppressive human rights violations. The CEO of Delta Airlines complained about voter IDs as other critics were reminded them that you couldn't get on a Delta flight without showing a form of ID. But if these Georgia laws were supposedly an attempt at voter suppression, they failed because the number of voters in the latest election set records. You know, many of these companies seem to be reevaluating their past actions. They can see the downward financial trajectory of past woke companies. The common phrase, get woke, go broke, seems to be true. They've also noticed how members of Congress have responded. Senator Rick Scott wrote an open letter to Woke Corporate America saying he hoped that they were having fun with their virtue signaling and the attempts to one-up one another, but he reminded them that they were destroying people's jobs and destroying small businesses. Although there are some members of Congress who want to pressure corporations to be less woke, there are other significant pressures on these companies to be more woke. This comes from enforcing ESG standards. The E stands for environmental concerns. What is the company doing to address the threat of climate change by lowering carbon emissions? The S stands for social and looks at the company's relationship with stakeholders, often called stakeholder capitalism. And the G stands for governance and desires diversity on the board of directors and corporate transparency. While many of the ESG goals are admirable, recent examples show how they have been used as a political tool against anyone who dissents. A senior HSBC banker was canceled merely because he correctly observed that some of the climate change rhetoric was shrill and unsubstantiated. Recently Tesla was removed from the S&P 500 ESG index even though they are the largest producer of electric cars and a few months before had the fourth largest weighting in the index. Could it be that this change had more to do with the words and actions of Elon Musk than anything at Tesla? Tomorrow we'll look at how Christians should respond to woke theology. You know, we're living in a time when we can be canceled for something we say or even for our lack of enthusiasm for a particular policy or piece of legislation. That is why Rod Dreher writes about this in his book, Live Not by Lies, of a Coming Social Totalitarianism. The old, hard totalitarianism came from the state, like Germany or Russia, and was dedicated to the eradication of Christianity. This new totalitarianism usually comes from the left in society, but is also dedicated to the eradication of Christianity. The soft Totalitarianism today demands allegiance to a set of progressive beliefs. Compliance is forced less by the state than by elites who form public opinion and by private corporations that control our lives through technology. Citizens won't be taken away in handcuffs by the state, but their lives will be devastated by leftist elites that will do what they can to destroy our lives. Dissenters from the woke party line find their businesses, careers, and reputations destroyed. They're pushed out of the public square, stigmatized, canceled, demonized as racist, sexists, and homophobes. His book is full of stories from Christians who endured hard totalitarianism and provide us with models for how to address this more insidious form of soft totalitarianism. Often this is coming from business and the media. So, what is a biblical perspective on race and gender? Christians and churches are facing prosecution because many of these woke ideas are contrary to Scripture. Nevertheless, many of these woke ideas are making their way into the pulpits and even in the Sunday School classes of many churches. Woke religion rejects the salvation of Christ and supplants it with a utopian view that true salvation can be found in environmental activism, racial activism, and stakeholder capitalism. We can applaud young people looking to make the world a better place but they've put their allegiance into a worldview contrary to biblical principles. Woke faith at its core is atheistic and denies God and Christ. Much of it is rooted in a Marxist view of the world. Second, it also replaces the biblical idea of sin with salvation through environmental activism and racial struggle. Third, it is a utopian view that assumes that we can create heaven on earth without Christ. If we want to address real social problems in our society, we need to come back to biblical principles. Many of the successful social movements in the last two centuries, the abolition movement, the suffrage movement, the civil rights movement, rested on a biblical foundation. We don't need woke theology to bring salt and light to our fallen world.